Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off the wall and outrageous and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. You're back with 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome back to the program. Uh, nice to have you with us on this Monday morning. And as promised, I have uh, all the way from uh, Pittsburgh in America, uh, the Director of Community Relations uh, at the Greater Pittsburgh Federation. His name is Josh Sales. Uh, and he's going to be talking to us about Jewish-African-American interactions uh, at this time of heightened racial tension in the United States. Josh, thank you so much for joining us on the New Blue Review. Thanks for having me, Benji. Uh, so first of all, for people who might not know, what actually is a Director of Community Relations? So our Community Relations part, uh, Department is the liaison uh, in the greater Pittsburgh region from the Jewish community to all of the other communities in Pittsburgh. So whether you're talking about uh, ethnic groups or uh, religious groups or government relations or Pittsburgh public schools, uh, things like that, um, we we are the face of the Jewish community to the non-Jewish community. Now, um, you know, people sometimes think about this as uh, being a nice to have when it comes to political relations, like uh, I suppose most people would think that the Congress is more important or the media or, you know, trying to get uh, the budget passed in some way. Uh, so what role does community relations actually fill in, in the process of engaging, uh, in, engaging outward facing non-Jewish communities in, in the Pittsburgh area? Well, you know, so, so, you know, we, we, we do delve into, to politics and, and, and media too in, in our department, but, but also, um, you know, we do this work for for really two reasons. Um, you know, the mission statement of the Jewish Federation is to create a thriving, vibrant, engaged Jewish community in Pittsburgh and Israel and around the world. And when you're trying to create a thriving, vibrant, engaged Jewish community, it's really important to lift up the rest of the community um, around you as well. Um Basically, you know, for two reasons. One, it's it's the right thing to do, but also, you know, while the Jewish community is a minority group, traditionally we have also had a little bit more resources than uh, other minority groups, and, and it's our responsibility to share the wealth. Um, the other reason is, you know, when things go wrong with anti-Semitism, um, we really, really, really need friends, and uh you know, on October 27th, 2018, that was in full view. We had a shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue uh, that killed uh, 11 Jewish people. Uh, it was the largest act, deadly act of anti-Semitism in American history. And there was a tremendous outpouring of support um, from the black community, from the Muslim community, from the Latino community, the Christian community, really all of the, the diverse communities throughout Pittsburgh. And it wasn't by accident. Um, you know, of, of course, of course, um, faith, diverse faith communities would, would come out to support the Jewish community after, after such a traumatic and tragic incident. But, um, you know, the, the outpouring of support from leaders around the community was really because of the relationships that we had spent, uh, years prior building. Now, 
Yeah, I, I actually wanted to ask you about that because Pittsburgh, uh, it did have the shooting and it was a, a really awful, uh, as you said, like the worst incident of, of deadly anti-Semitism in the history of the United States. You were right in the middle of that. What, what was it like uh, and, and how how did the, the news reach you? What, what were the days like uh, as, as you uh, had to deal with that problem? I mean, you know, they were, they were, they were very, very, very long and, you know, but you're, you're not thinking about that. You're just putting your head down and trying to help the community. Um, and there was a, a tremendous, tremendous crisis management team that consisted of leaders from, from the Jewish Federation and the JCC and JF and CS, which is Jewish Family and Community Services and, and a number of other, uh, Jewish leaders who really stepped up. But I can, I can tell my story of, of kind of the morning of it. It happened on a Shabbat morning. The shooting happened about, 9:45 or, or, or 9:50 uh, in the morning, um, and my phone rang a little after 10 a.m. And I looked down and I saw it was a community leader who I work with regularly, and I don't work on Shabbat, uh, so I didn't pick up. And when he called a second time, I picked up the phone and he said. Uh, there's been a shooting at the Tree of Life Synagogue building. Uh, turn on the news. Uh, I didn't turn on the news. I immediately hung up and called my CEO who said, I'm sitting at the corner. Um, the police are in the building. I don't know what's going on. Our director of Jewish communal security who has about a, vac- has a vacation home, I'd say about an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half, uh, from outside of Pittsburgh was doing 120 miles an hour on the turnpike. Uh, flying back to, to, you know, getting back to Pittsburgh as quickly as possible. And so I hung up the phone with the CEO and I got a phone call from the Pittsburgh director of Senator Bob Casey's office, who's, who's, who's one of our two Pennsylvania senators. And, and she said to me, um, the senator already happens to be in Western Pennsylvania today. Um, he's on his way. Uh, what do you know? And I said, uh, you know, honestly, not that much more than you do at this point. Um, and I, I, I got dressed and went down to the scene. Um, at the scene, you know, and the scene, by the way, was only a mile and a half from my house. Um, so I got down there pretty quickly and had to uh, negotiate with police to get through the the barricades. And, and after about 10 minutes, I was able to do that. And, and the first thing that I, I really, really, really remember seeing was the SWAT team walking by me Um in double file, just, you know, these gigantic police shields. Uh, and I don't remember if there was 10 or 20 or 40 of these officers, but it just felt like a line of them just walking uh, from the building back to uh, their vans and seeing all of these police officers in um, heavy, heavy, you know, military gear exiting the synagogue was the moment it hit me was, oh, my God, this is really, really, really bad. I mean, you, you, I, I knew it, but I, I, I didn't feel it. Um, and so from that point on, you know, it, it just so happened that the governor of Pennsylvania was in western Pennsylvania that day. The lieutenant governor lives in western Pennsylvania. Um, all of every politician, uh, state level, federal level, city level, um, they were all, all, all there. And um I remember standing in a small circle with, with my CEO and, uh, our senior vice president just talking and, and, and figuring out what we were going to do next. Um, when I looked up and, um, 
I saw two people uh, uh, walking through the circle. You know, one was uh, Wasi Muhammad, who at the time was the executive director of the local is- Islamic Center in Pittsburgh. And uh, the other was uh, Betty Cruz, who at the time was a leader in uh, a Hispanic leader and in, in immigration in Pittsburgh. And I, I, I still give Wasi a hard time. Like, how did you get through the police lines? You know, how did you get here? Um, but I, and I said, well, what are you doing here? And he just said to me, you know, we had to be here. That story to me is, is just one of the silver linings, the many silver linings that 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 happen when tragedy strikes. Um, you know, the fact that they just heard about the shooting and showed up on scene. And I think that that's representative of, of the Pittsburgh and, and kind of the Pittsburgh way and how all of our communities work together. Um, because again, the following day when we had a, a, a vigil at, at, um, at, at a, an arena where 2,300 people could, where we could fit 2,300 people in the middle of Pittsburgh and there was still 500 or a thousand more people jam-packed outside and at the end of that vigil we asked for all the clergy in the room to come up on stage and there was 150 clergy who came up on stage um again i think that just speaks to the relationship it speaks to the strength of the jewish community here in pittsburgh uh and and it speaks to the importance of building relationships uh prior to tragedy we're talking today to josh sales he's uh talking to us from uh the uh, community relations uh, directorate at the Greater Federation, Greater Pittsburgh uh, Federation, Jewish Federation, uh, and we'll be back just after this break. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. You're back with 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman. We're talking today to Josh Sales. He's director of community relations at the Greater Pittsburgh Jewish Federation. Now, Josh, that incident with the shooting, you know, in some ways, um, in, we've just been hit uh, in the last while with so many incidents in America, uh, in the Jewish community, but also in the wider community of this kind of violence. But it, it was 18 months ago, a year and a half since since the tragedy. How has the community been uh, and, and what, how has the city been since since that, that point? I mean, you know, when, when, when you talk about the Jewish community, I mean, it, we're a very resilient community. But, you know, we're, we will never be the same. Um, at the same time, I think we've, we've rebounded pretty strongly. Um, it's still a work in project, a, a work in process, a, <laughs> a work in progress. Um, I think, uh, you know, um, different people deal with tragedies in, in, in different ways. And so, um, you know, of course the, the families who lost loved ones will, will never ever be the same. Uh, and you talk about the ripple effect of, of, you know, security needs at all our synagogues and Jewish communal institutions. You know, we, we've had to, um, do everything we can to make sure that they are not, uh, targets of further violence. Um, but on the whole, I'm really, really proud of our community for, for, you know, staying strong and, 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 you know, pushing forward. Uh, you know, in terms of, of the Pittsburgh community, I mean, it's been a really rough two years, not only with a mass shooting in Pittsburgh, uh, a hate crime that, that targeted the Jewish community, a specific community, but, you know, now we're undergoing uh, COVID uh, and, and quarantine and all of that fun stuff. And we have uh, the George, the protests over George Floyd and, and, and uh, police brutality uh, that are happening uh, not only here in Pittsburgh, but, but also in, 
major U.S. cities all throughout the country and, and frankly, all over the world. So let's talk about that for a moment. Uh, you know, uh, George, George, the George Floyd incident uh, it is reasonably far away from you guys geographically, if I have my American geography correct. But obviously, yes. there's been a ripple effect across the country. So how are you seeing it in Pittsburgh at the moment? Yeah, well, I mean, look, um, you look at the George Floyd incident. Um, I shouldn't say incident. You look at the George Floyd murder. Um, it, it is about George Floyd, but it's not about George Floyd. It's about, you know, being a black person in the United States of America and um, the possibility of being subject to the victim of police brutality in any given moment. And while we, while George Floyd lives or lived in, in, in Minnesota, um, you know, two years ago, uh, almost exactly, there was a young man, uh, a teenager in East Pittsburgh, uh, which is not part of Pittsburgh, but just outside of Pittsburgh, um, named Antoine Rose, who uh, was was killed by the police while running away. Um, you know, in the late 90s, there was a man named Johnny Gamage, uh, a black man named Johnny Gamage in Pittsburgh, who um, was uh, killed by police as well. Uh, and there is a man in his 20s who's an activist in Pittsburgh named Leon Ford, who uh, ran for city council uh, and lost, but he's well known in the community, um, who was paralyzed by police brutality. So, so this affects us here in, in Pittsburgh pretty closely. Your work that, that you, that you uh, do in this, because in some ways the, it's a different issue, but, but it comes from the same source. The people who, who shot up the shul uh, in the synagogue uh, the, the mentality uh, of, of, of African-Americans being killed in America does flow in, in some respects from, from a similar source. So, so how do you go about rectifying it in, in your, in your area? Well, I, you know, I think, I think the similarity is as follows, you know, in, in saying that the, the George Floyd murder isn't really about George Floyd, like the shooting at the tree of life building was not really about the 11 victims. Um, you know, um, of course, it's tragic that 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 we lost those eleven community members, and may their memories forever be a blessing. But the message taken away by the Jewish community is that could have been any one of us. Just like the black community is looking at these police brutality incidents and saying that could have been any one of us, and and that's the similar incident. That that's kind of the the, the similarity, uh, the major similarity that that runs between those two incidents. Um, you know. With the outpouring of support that we got after the shooting, you know, when the, when the, the dust started just to dissipate a little bit, you know, three or four weeks after the shooting and, 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 and we were able to start to have, you know, real conversations with community leaders that, that didn't just involve triaging the needs of the Jewish community during, um, after the shooting. What we heard from our black community partners over and over and over again was, Thank God the Jewish community is getting everything they need from the city, from the county, from, you know, our elected officials in response to this mass shooting. We have young black men dying in our low income black neighborhoods several times a week from gun violence and nobody's doing anything for us. And, you know, that was kind of the impetus for us to say, okay, um, Let's build something and, and, and out of that very organically came, uh, the 412 Black Jewish Collaborative, 
um, 412 being the, the area code for, for Pittsburgh. Um, we learned very early on in 2019 about a national trip, uh, or I should say a trip by a national organization uh, called the Jewish Council for Public Affairs, taking a, a civil rights mission to the South. It was taking about 50 or 60 Jewish leaders to the South to learn about black history in America, and we were spending a lot of our time in Atlanta and also in, in Alabama, specifically in, in, in Birmingham and Montgomery and, and Selma. Community Relations Council, we applied on, uh, on a whim for a very small grant where I could go and bring two young Jewish leaders and two young black leaders with me, and we could experience this history and learning about black history in America together uh, and see what we could build from there. And so, you know, out of this trip, we and, and really even before this trip, just over happy hours and, and talking to each other about black issues and Jewish issues, we became friends and we came back and we said, let's do something. And we each brought a, another friend and colleague into the mix who we trusted and we built a board. Uh, and, and we started to, to really, you know, dive into, to create this organization to take a look at black issues and Jewish issues in, in our region. Um, we were supposed to launch in a major way this year. Um, you know, our mission being to catalyze and elevate black and Jewish relations in our region. Our first kind of young leaders happy hour was the first day of quarantine. So we had to, of course, cancel it. There was another civil rights mission to the south in March that was supposed to be uh, led by the Jewish Federation of Greater Pittsburgh. And we had reserved about 12 seats on that mission for our 412 Black Jewish Collaborative Leadership. Um, we were going to do a freedom seder around um, Passover, a joint Black Jewish freedom seder. We were going to do a Juneteenth program, uh, Juneteenth being, of course, uh, the abolition of slavery in Texas on June 19th, 1865, which was actually two and a half years after President uh, Abraham Lincoln is- issued the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and we were going to do a national conference towards the end of this year. Of course, all of those things went on hold and uh, our work kind of did, too. And we figure, you know, we'll come back when when it's safe to come out from COVID. Um Unfortunately, the protests over George Floyd started and, and we said, you know what, we can't sit on our hands or wait any longer to come out in this major public way. And so we launched our Facebook page, the 412 Black Jewish Collaborative Facebook page, and we're sharing resources for the, for the Black and Jewish communities. Um, you know, how to be an ally for the Jewish community, uh, resources for peaceful protesters in case they're unfairly targeted by the police, um, or other law enforcement. And really, you know, just things that highlight local black businesses in Pittsburgh or local black artists. Uh, so please uh, like 412 Black Jewish Collaborative on Facebook, follow us, use us as a resource. And, um, you know, we're really excited to have in-person programming whenever that happens. But, you know, we also will have some virtual programming and we'd love to have uh, you join us from South Africa. One of the unfortunate aspects of uh, something like the murder of George Floyd is that it sometimes is used by extremists to, to spread other agendas, um, they, they obviously there's the the Israel element, which which sometimes gets tied into uh, some of these protests. Uh, have, have you encountered that uh, in in your work trying to trying to 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 foster these relations between the Jewish and African American communities in Pittsburgh? So I've seen it a little bit out at, at the protests in, 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 in other cities in, in America. Those issues are more prevalent than they are in Pittsburgh. But yes, I've seen it a little bit. I'm of the mindset that, that, um, you know, this is a Black Lives Matter protest. 
and 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 the conversation here is really Black Lives Matter. Period. I'm not talking about the organization. I'm just talking about the statement. Black Lives Matter. Like that's not negotiable. You can look at the Black Lives Matter organization or the movement for Black Lives or any of the organizations that have anti-Israel um, or, or even anti-Semitic propaganda in some of of, of their missions or, their, or the work that they do or their platforms, what, what have you. Um, but that's not what the conversation is out in the street. You know, we've got, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of organizations that are organizing these protests here in Pittsburgh. Are, uh, and, 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 you know, 90 or 95% of the people out in the streets do not know about these anti-Semitic or anti-Israel platforms that are within the Black Lives Matter movement. And those that do, 90 to 95% of those people who are out there, that issue doesn't matter to them. They're there to stand up against police brutality. And so I really think that the, the not only the right thing to do, but the best thing that we can do as a Jewish community is to go out there and to stand with the black community, specifically because um, this is about police brutality. Um, you know, the movement is called... Uh, uh, black lives matter, not pal Palestinian lives matter. And I'm not saying Palestinian lives don't matter. But what I am saying is that that's not the focus of this issue. And if we are out there standing with the black community, if we're continuing to build relationships, um, then those uh, and, and, and we are regularly seen as the Jewish community who is standing with the black community in their time of need. Right. Just like the black community stood with us in our time of need after the shooting at the Tree of Life synagogue, then when they hear these falsehoods about Israel, when they hear these anti-Semitic tropes, instead of just accepting them, um, they're going to come to their Jewish partners who they trust and say, I heard this, this is true, and it's time, for, and, and it will start a conversation. And if you look at, you know, I, I was talking to my counterpart in, in St. Louis about this the other day, and of course they had the protests after, uh, uh, in Ferguson. Um, and the Jewish community was out with the black community supporting them in solidarity. I can't remember if it was, I want to say 2013 or 2015, but the, 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 the point being, um, a year or two ago, these same Jewish leaders and these same black leaders took a trip to Israel together because of the relationships that, that, that were built there and, and, and the relationships between Jewish community leaders and black community leaders in St. Louis are stronger than ever. And that's, that's the model that we're trying to follow in Pittsburgh. No, absolutely, and I think it's a fantastic work that you're doing. Josh, if people want to uh, have a look at, at what you're doing and, and, and keep up and be informed, uh, where can they go once again? So go to our Facebook page, 412 Black Jewish Collaborative, and just like us, and um, we're posting every day. Well, there you go. Uh, that is Josh Sales. He is the Director of uh, Community Relations at the Greater Pittsburgh Jewish a federation talking to us uh, about what it's like to be in Pittsburgh uh, after the shooting and also his work with the 412 Black Jewish Collaborative. Josh, thank you so much uh, for your time and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, Benji. Appreciate it.